0: Sports Opinions with a Side of Satire. We're
1: the First and Tens, a weekly show delivering the spiciest opinions on football, life, and especially each other. And we can do that because we've been best friends for so long. I'm Amy. And I'm Jasmine. First and Tens will bring you sports from the female perspective while also injecting pop culture, fashion, and music into our daring dialogue. We're saucy,
0: edgy, and most of all, we, we think, think we're, we're funny AF. AF. First and Tens, light on
1: stats, heavy on sass. Follow us at firstintenspodcast.com. Hey there, Fangirl Nation. It is time for another episode of Fangirl Sports Network's Fangirl Playbook. I am your host, Tracy Sandler, joined as always by my co-host, Stephanie McCarroll. Today, we have a lot to talk about, and first and foremost, Fernando Tatis Jr. is allowed to hit a grand slam no matter what the pitch count or the score. We feel strongly about that. Next up, we take a look at the NBA playoffs before heading to Dylan and Friday Night Lights to talk about Blinders, a powerful, important, and poignant episode. And with that, let's get to it. All right, Steph, we have so much to talk about. Isn't that nice, by the way, these last few weeks where we have so much to talk about? It's kind of nice to feel normal.
0: Yes, it's exciting that sports are finally back and I have something to do with my life again. Yes,
1: exactly. (laughs) I think I totally agree with that. It really, it is nice. And we've we've got a lot. We got the NBA playoffs started yesterday. We have some sort of Major League Baseball baseball controversy, which I have strong feelings about. Um, and I'm going to use, I think controversy is probably a strong term. And of course, NFL training camp has started not too much to come out of there, except we are seeing some injuries already, uh, which is unfortunate. And I, I think in some ways, I don't know, is it not surprising just because of the lack of the offseason programming? I don't know. We'll see, you know, as time goes on, we don't have preseason football this year, uh, but we do have training camp. So Injuries, unfortunately, already have started. Uh, COVID seems to be so far at a minimum. Uh, we will see what happens once you know the season really gets started and they're all tackling each other and all of that. <laughs> um, but that is where we are thus far. But let's let's start with this baseball controversy stuff because I just I think it's silly. But since you live in San Diego, I'm going to let you tell the people what happened. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so the, it's kind of a, it's kind of stupid. Obviously the Padres were winning the game by seven runs last night and the pitcher proceeded to load the bases and taught us. They're
1: playing the Rangers. they Rangers, sorry. Texas Rangers.
0: Yeah. Texas Rangers. It's a blowout, but it is what it is. Mm. It's not like we've never seen this before, right? In baseball. Right. And Tadis gets up, who's right now hitting MVP numbers. He is the best hitter right now in baseball. And he gets up and he has a 3-0 count. And he gets a pitch and he hits it and it's a grand slam. So it was out of there. And then that what happened after when everything happened, because it kind of started um, a brawl afterwards because the new pitcher came in and he hit the Padres right after. So people thought that they would be ejected right away. There would be an automatic ejection. But instead, there was, a, 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 the coaches came out against him for hitting the Grand Slam because it was an, quote, unspoken rule that you against do Tatis, not- Against yeah, Tatis. Tatis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because he hit this Grand Slam and he was basically running up the score which the internet went wild. I was just upset from the very get-go because <laughs> it's like everybody teaches you to swing on a 3-0, and this is the major leagues. If you don't want him to hit a grand slam, don't throw it, you know, right on the, yeah. over the plate. So it just seemed ridiculous.
1: I agree it seems ridiculous. I This idea of an unspoken rule, I mean, his job, he's a hitter. You know, that's that's his job. His job is to score runs. We've actually seen, I think, a lot of really high-scoring games in baseball in these first few weeks. And I also think, especially this season, which is a shortened season of 60 games, not that him getting, you know, four more runs is going to do anything for the standings. Obviously, they win, but it doesn't – they don't get extra winning points. <laughs> they don't get to move up. Right. For that. but, but that's still his job, and – he got a three Oh pitch and he hit it. Like, I don't really see, you know, what the big deal is on this. And I don't see what's controversial at all, which is why in the beginning I said, it's a controversy, but I don't really consider it a controversy here. Um, I agree with him doing it. Apparently a lot of players have come out today on Twitter and defended him. Um, I know you had mentioned that his own coach really spoke out against him doing that, but I think that's just ridiculous. And, you know, enough with these unspoken rules, you know, like right. I don't, you know, this is, this is silly. So, um, it's also an unspoken rule. You don't cheat and that hasn't stopped anybody. So I don't <laughs> really see why it's actually that one I actually think is not even unspoken. I think that one actually may be written down. Somewhere. Totally <laughs> yeah. I think that's just actually a rule. Um, so I just don't see what the big deal is. He's an incredible hitter. Tatis is having such a great season He's a dynamic player. He's so much fun to watch because he's just so good. Yeah. Uh, so, I, for one, am happy to see him hit a grand slam. And, you know, you get a 3 0 pitch and you go for it. So, yeah, 100%. That. And I, one thing I just want to add really quick is,
0: you know, everybody's talking about changing the rules of baseball to make it more fun, more exciting, you know, to, get more fans involved well man maybe you just let them play you know like instead of having them uh take strikes like that makes no sense to me like maybe that's what's driving away people like let just let them play and you know numbers are a big part of baseball and that means that's how you arbitrate deals that's how you get contracts and Mm -hmm. that was his first grand slam I just don't uh, to me, it just seems like against like it's unethical to ask somebody to do that. So
1: that's my soapbox on that. <laughs> I agree. And one and one other thing I will add, is you said, he's hitting MVP like numbers. And I mentioned the shortened right. season. You know what? In a shortened season, you want to win the MVP. You got to show you're an MVP on every pitch. So Good I think.
0: point, Trace. Good thank point. Thank you.
1: <laughs> thank you very, very much. So there's that. Uh, so here we we're all on the Tatis train here. Um, so all right. Well, I'm glad we cleared that up. So I take back my previous statement. It's not a controversy. It was just silly. And the man deserves to hit a 3-0 pitch. Grand Slam. Good for him. He can do it. Uh all right. So with that, with that behind us, moving on, we have the NBA playoffs started yesterday. Uh, it was a big day. I was very confused in the morning because I'm on the West Coast, as are you, uh, the 10:30 AM. I was like, wait, there's a playoff game on right now? It's 10.30 in the morning. But there was, in fact, a playoff game on. Uh, So we have Denver up 1-0 on the Jazz. Toronto up 1-0 on the Nets. Boston up 1-0 on Philly. That series will be... Really fun to keep an eye on. Of course, Philly is dealing with some pretty major injuries there. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be be interesting to see what happens. And then the Clippers up 1-0 on the Mavericks, who gave them quite a fight. Luca yeah. had an incredible game. He's really quite talented. I don't want you guys to be super impressed with my analysis, <laughs> but he is really an incredibly talented player. We had Porzingis get ejected, which that was a bit of a controversy because um, there are many, including LeBron James, who think it was a bit of a bogus call. Uh, So that happened in that game. But which of these matchups do you find the most interesting? And then, of course, tonight, Lakers taking on the Trailblazers. And I would say the red hot Trailblazers at that.
0: Yeah, I I think the Lakers are going to sweep the, the Blazers.
1: <laughs> and all of a sudden, they cooled <laughs> down real quick. <laughs>
0: um, no, I don't know if they're going to sweep them. But, you know, I know they came in really hot. And Dame had some really good uh, games coming into this. And he's obviously, like, there was some controversy there about him now being the number one top point guard of all time. And as much as I love... Damian Lillard's game. Um, I think it's kind of ridiculous. He's really hot right now. But and I hopefully that that goes through. But, you know, I think they're going to struggle on defense. And I think the Lakers just to have too much firepower. Uh, that being said, and they're the number one seed. I mean, it just, uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. I think it's a little bit overhyped, but that's okay. I, I I like the overhype. I love the Nuggets and Jazz. They all, whenever they play, it it's, it goes into double overtime. It's <laughs> so fun, and they come out playing hard. And that's kind of what I like. Um, but who who's your pick on the if you, the Rockets and OKC?
1: Ooh, boy, that was a big sigh. <laughs> By the way, that was such a big sigh for two teams that I don't like really care that strongly about, but that's how I feel about the series. I'm going to go with the Rockets. And just because I said that, OKC will definitely win, guys. So if you're a Thunder fan, you're welcome. Um, I don't know. I'm going to go with the Rockets. And, you know, to be honest with you, that may be an institutional pick, if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? Like I may not – it may be a pick because I'm like, well, it's the Rockets, but – OKC may very well be the better team. I think it's going to be a great series. I think what's cool about a lot of this we're going to see a lot of really great series, but um I'm just going to go ahead and go with Houston because it was my first gut reaction post sigh. Okay. <laughs> but like I said it probably means the Thunder will win. <laughs> That's usually how it goes for me. <laughs>
0: That's funny. It, it it should be a lot. Of, I mean, I like the matchups. I loved the Salts and Sixers. I thought they made it interesting. Um, they did. So, of course, you know the Nets were a little underwhelming, but you know they they're a scrappy team. Like I was kind of surprised how they came out. So, you know, we'll see how it is. And of course, the Bucks look good as always. But you know, mm-hmm. it's it's basketball, and so you never know. You know, once you get to the playoffs, it's a whole nother It's a whole another. You know, ball game totally. <laughs> no, it's a whole nother not not ball literally <laughs> no, and
1: figuratively. Um, at the time that we're recording this, none of the games have started today. By the time you listen to this, um, at least two of the games will be over. So you can see. And actually, by the time you listen to this, OKC and Houston should be about in the, I want to say about the third quarter. So you guys yeah. can see how, how my pick went. Um, but I agree with you. Once you get to the playoffs, you know, anything goes, which is true. Uh, In all sports, but you know, in these seven game series, I do think that the, uh, the winning, the better team does prevail, but you know, we shall see. And these are seven game series, correct? Yeah. Okay, great. Um, I was, yeah, no, you're right. They are (laughs) correct. I, I, they are, it's one of those things where I said it and then I was like, wait, but no, they are, it's a seven game series. So (laughs) I do believe in a seven game series, your better team, your deeper teams are going to at the end of the day, come out. Uh, and win, and I, I thought that was kind of what was interesting in that Clippers game last night is they came out with such a lead. I think they were up like 18 to two at one point. And then all of a sudden they didn't score and it and the Mavericks were ahead. Um, and I, I thought, I mean, the Mavericks played great. They have, you know, as I mentioned, my expert analysis on Luca's is an incredibly talented player, but they played great. And, you know, it looks like they're going to give them a run. But you look at the Clippers, they're such a deep team. Um, that it's hard to think that they're going to get upset. Uh, I think, I do think we are destined for a Lakers, Clippers, Western Conference finals. And then we, we shall see. But there's some good teams playing. So there could be upsets along the way.
0: Yeah, 100%. I mean, I, I, I'd love to see the LA teams go at it for sure. Um, but it's kind of nice watching the playoffs and not having a team in it because you're just kind of like, oh, I don't really care, but you just want to watch good basketball. So mm-hmm. I, I'm actually really enjoying this because I have no stress and I can sit and watch basketball for eight hours. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. It's a win-win really for for you. Yeah, yeah. I know next year you would like to have a team back in it and get your yes. stress back, but for this year you get a, a season off of stress. Who do you who do you predict is going to be playing each other in the Eastern Conference finals. The Bucks I'm assuming for sure, but who you think they're playing? Ooh,
0: I well, no, you know, I changed my mind about the Bucks. I'm um, just watching them. Oh. Um, I think it's going to be the Celtics and the Raptors. That's my two picks. Oh. Because and, okay. and what's crazy about the Raptors is the way, the how they're playing. I think it's interesting because Kawhi Leonard, you know, left Toronto. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, they're so good now, and with him, I feel like man, they had a chance to 3 Pete. That's how good mm-hmm. this team is. So um, I- I'm really, just really blown away by how well they're doing. And uh, I kind of, you know, want them to win without Kawhi now.
1: I know that's weird, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm a real big underdog, you know, cheerer. Yes, you are. <laughs> and I mean, now I'm envisioning a Clippers Raptors NBA Finals. Which, which would be just, the, it would be such a great 2020 storyline. <laughs> it really would just be so perfect. Uh, and then who would win? I'd have to root for Kawhi, but I can understand the idea of wanting the Raptors to him without him. And and I give the Raptors a lot of credit because I think they are kind of the underdog candidate to win it all. And it would be really cool. So Uh, we will keep a very close eye on that. We have miles to go before we sleep on that because we are in round one of the NBA Finals and the NBA Finals go on forever. Uh, (laughs) We are going to be watching the NBA Finals at Christmas. That's not true, but we're going to be watching them a long time. Uh, So we have a couple more months of basketball. Um, Again, we do this every week, but I'm going to give props to the bubble because it's working. And we've gotten some real good basketball out of it. So it's been a lot of fun. So now we turn our attention to Dylan, Texas. And this episode and the next episode are really important episodes, really poignant episodes, really tough episodes. Uh, We're going to talk today about episode 15 called Blinders. And the prevailing... Issue throughout the episode is Mac McGill, who is the offensive coordinator uh, for the Dillon Panthers. And he's being interviewed. They do win. They win the playoff game uh, that we talked about last week that the show ended before the game starts. They win the game and Mac McGill is being interviewed and they're playing a team that has had um, issues of racism. And he's asked about, Is there a racism problem on the Dillon Panthers? And he says no. And the reporter keeps pressing him. And eventually he says that players like Smash Williams are like junkyard dogs and they're more suited to positions like running back, whereas players like Matt Saracen are more suited to quarterback. And the implication there is Mm – Black versus white. Right. And it creates a lot of problems. It brings up a lot of issues. And it was also a really stupid, (laughs) ignorant thing to say. So, um, you know, it becomes a really big issue. And I always say this stuff when we talk about it, when we talk about a lot of the issues that they bring up on the show that this show premiered in 2006. And the season we're watching is in 2006. And here we are in 2020 and dealing with wow. the same issues. Uh, and obviously the hope is is now things are hopefully really starting to change. But in this episode, we see a lot of tension. And it's interesting because you have Smash at the beginning of the episode feels like it's not that big a deal. Right. And he didn't really mean anything by it. And his sisters disagree. His girlfriend obviously disagrees. Uh, and as the show goes on, we see Smash kind of opening his eyes to things that are going on around the town. And one of those things being that he, his mom is looking to buy a new house and they had a pre-approved loan and… They take the loan away and it's clearly implied in the show. And I think it's clearly a, a race-related issue and Smash gets really upset about it um, for obvious reasons. And he tries – I mean, there's a lot that happens in between, so we'll get back to it. But, right. you know, towards the end of the episode, he tries to talk to Mac and have an right. open dialogue. And Mac has been forced to do a public apology – that he wasn't happy about having to do. Um, And the white kids, of course, are like, okay, cool. We're good now. And that's not the case. There's a scene between uh, Tim Riggins and Smash where Tim Riggins comes to the Alamo Freeze. So many things happen at the Alamo Freeze in Dillon, Texas. (laughs) But um, he comes to the Alamo Freeze and he says to Smash, can you talk to your boys and settle them down? Um, Which is... Right, the implication, <laughs> implication, and and also you know it was. I always thought this was kind of an interesting scene too because it seemed a little out of character for Tim. I mean, I understand from a story perspective, it kind of it was with Smash. We're seeing a real change in him, and you guys can't see me, but I'm now talking with my hands and like my <laughs> hand is going up, up, up. But um, we see a real change in him it, from this. I'm smash. even says to Waverly, I have a cause and that cause is football. Right. And Waverly's his girlfriend. And it starts there. And then throughout the episode, he looks around and realizes like, no, my cause can't just be football. Um, and so it's just an interesting thing because it doesn't, I don't know if you felt this way too, but it didn't really feel like Tim was the kind of person that was like, "Will you talk to your, to your boys. But I don't right. know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong about that. <laughs>
0: No, you know what I think? It doesn't mean that uh, this is not how I see it and it's like the title of the episode is blinders. And mm-hmm. I think all of us have blinders. I don't care how good of a person you're trying to be and what you, you know you're obviously I don't think uh Tim's racist. You know, right. it's not that's not but that's not the issue. Is that we all have these blinders and we say things and we do things and we are insensitive and we don't see the apology the way you know a person of color would see that apology as just being, you know, you know, basically joke and get over it. This is not that big of a deal. It's being made out as a PC thing, you know, and it's like, no, this is a real issue to people. So instead of like, you know, really trying to have empathy for another, we, we sometimes just have our blinders up. And I think that that was, you know, with Tim is he's like, dude, I don't want to deal with this. Nobody does. It's uncomfortable, you know, right. You know, talk to your people. I'll talk to my people. And let's like, let's just play football. But at the end of the day, there are some things like Waverly said, you know, there's it's kind of the burden, you know, it's the burden of who we are, you know. And so she was saying, you know, nobody asked for this, but, you know, you didn't ask for it, but this is what we have to do, you know, because this is the way life is.
1: That's a really, really good point. That was really well said. You're right. It was It was the blinders. Um, I'm glad you said that and put it that way. And it's interesting in what you said with the apology. I mean, really, Max' apology was one of these non-apologies where it's like, mm. I'm sorry if you felt that way, um, which is the worst possible apology. There is nothing worse when someone says, I'm sorry if you felt that way. Because basically that's I saying… That. I'm not sorry, you're wrong, but I'll say, you know what I mean? Like, and, it's, and that was pretty much Mac's apology. Um, so Tammy, in the middle of this, she has to break up a fight at school. And so she wants to create a situation and a dialogue for the students. And so she brings them together. Um, not many of the students come. It, of course, is, does not go well. It's not a productive situation. The kids just end up angry at each other. And so Smash goes to talk to Mac. And that scene was like, it, it's just one of those things where you're like, it is, well, at the time it was 2006 and even at 2006, <laughs> you can't even believe this was happening. And I will say there are things that happen in the coming seasons of the show, which are shocking in that way. And this was, of course, 14 years ago. But he goes to talk to Mac and Mac essentially says to him, stop whining. Right. I'm so sick of this. Um, get over it. And it's really awful. I mean, the things he says to him are terrible. Yeah. And I would actually really, I would encourage everyone listening to go back to this episode. And if you watch one scene, if you haven't watched it yet, watch that scene because I just felt in a lot of ways, it was also really powerful because you're seeing this white middle-aged man in a small town in Texas and who grew up, thinking certain things and was taught certain things and truly doesn't see what was wrong with what he said and won't even entertain it because he thinks smash is just some kid and he's not going to be told what to do by some kid. Uh, and it's just like a, I, I, I don't know how you felt about it. I always, every time I see that scene, I find it shocking.
0: Yeah, I, I you know, I don't because I've seen that kind of attitude before. Mm-hmm. But it's just like uh, you know, I I, I don't know. It, it, maybe it's because I grew up in somewhat of a small town too, but I I don't know, it's just this um you know, this notion that they usually don't want to deal with it, so they just push it aside. And you right. you know, you're it's you, you're you're causing the problems, you're making a big deal out of it, you know, And it's like, wait a second. And the whole reason that those questions came up was because, you know, Matt ran that 25 sprint option, you know, and and it was handed off. And he started running and who made the throw was smash. And that was a good Mm -hmm. throw. And so it's like, well, Mm -hmm. can they do it? Obviously they can do it, you know? And that, so the coach knows that smash can do that, but, you know, whatever, but it's just like to to label and stereotype based on race is just so ridiculous but it's just a but it's a real thing i mean even nowadays i mean everybody it's we still deal with it
1: oh it's we do oh i mean clearly we definitely do and i should i should amend when i say shocking it's like not in a naive way it's just i think it's so far from how i think right. and how i would talk to someone that i'm like i can't believe he's actually saying this to him Um, but not like in a naive way. It's just, I think, in a way of like, it still shocks me even though I understand obviously what's going on in the world. Uh, But it's just that that scene is essentially like, shut up, kid. Right. I'm not listening to you. And it's, the other thing with that scene that's so unfortunate is it like, you also see the difference like you have Smash who's a kid, who's a 16-year-old kid and you have this adult uh, who's probably in his, I don't know, Mac McGill's probably like in his 50s. He makes a comment to, coach Taylor in an earlier episode that he didn't think he'd lose the head coaching job to somebody like 12 years younger than him. So my assumption would be Mac was in his late forties, early fifties. Um, and you have really smash is the adult in the room. Smash is the person coming in and saying, listen, I want to talk. I want to open a dialogue. I want to clear the air. And I do want to be able to move on. And Mac just shuts him down. He's offensive and he's rude. And so smash ends up calling, um, a forum essentially of the black players on the team. And they come in a very powerful stance. Everyone comes to practice the next day. And when they're getting ready to start drills, um, every black player on the team takes his helmet off and they walk off. And it's, I mean, it's pretty incredible. And it was, I thought it was also powerful because it was just, they didn't say anything. They just walk right off the field. Uh, and Coach Taylor can see, like, I've got a real problem on my hands here. And I think that's the other thing that's kind of interesting in this episode. Coach Taylor, who we talk about every week, is who's an incredible coach, an incredible person, this whole situation makes him incredibly uncomfortable. And you can see he just wants it to go away. Yeah. And I think in that moment he realizes this is not going to go away. Yeah. Um, and it's a real i think crisis of conscience for him.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree and it's it's interesting because it's it, it you could tell that it had been building up. It had been building up, mm-hmm. you know, and like even at the practice when they had to carry each other, which was weird, but anyway, that, um, yeah, that they um they each other. Was, they did a drill
1: where they had to <laughs> carry each other on each other's backs and run, showing that they all had each other's backs, but I agree with you it was kind of an odd drill. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
0: So, but then, and, and so McGill's obviously yelling at him being coach like or esque, you know, whatever. And, and they're like, yes, master. Now, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, at that point, I think you would be like, look at yourself internally. Like, why would somebody say that to me? You know, because it Mm -hmm. obviously has racial undertones there. So, but he did it. So he never, I guess he never, he's just so like, not self-aware of he just thinks everything. I don't know. It just, that's that's what bugs me about him.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's true. And I think he's, it's years of being taught and having and thinking a certain way and not, mm-hmm. like you said, not self-aware and not having the ability to say like, maybe maybe this is wrong. And maybe right. the things I say are not only offensive, but they're wrong. And I, I'm ignorant. <laughs> I need to learn something. Um, but I don't think he's, He's built that way. I, the next episode is very interesting. I'll be really excited to talk about it next week because we see how this um, plays out, pun intended and not intended at the same time. <laughs> uh, but um, it's, I just always find find it to be also a really poignant episode. And obviously, in 2020, we are dealing with these same issues. And we're working to educate ourselves. As you said, Steph, we're working not to have our blinders on because no matter how good a person we think we are and and no matter what, I think that's true. Everybody has blinders on certain issues and certain things and working to educate ourselves, working to impact real change. But here, this show was 14 years ago. And I would say in the, in the last 14 years, nothing has changed. Um, and obviously in this hundreds of years before that. Um, so it's really um, – it. it's interesting. It's a good episode. It's really poignant. And I would say if you are listening to this and you just like our recaps and you don't want to actually watch the show, I would say watch episodes 15 and 16 because I think they're really important episodes.
0: Yeah, 100%. It's just – it's, and it's true. It's just – and it's not just about race. I think it's about everything. Like, um, mm-hmm. you know – Andre Iguodala um, was praising a... Sorry to get off this. No, it's okay. But, you know, Andre Iguodala was praising a a WNBA player. And he called her out by her jersey number. And these WNBA players are extremely skilled. And they're not given any recognition. It's just kind of like, oh, well, that girl, you know. But she Mm -hmm. is a world champion, you know. And she you know, deserve that respect. And she asked, she's like, put some respect on my name. You know, basically, mm-hmm. that was a mm-hmm. huge thing, huge thing. And people were like, oh, he was trying to compliment you. But I think what I kept, and, and honestly, I didn't think, I love Andre at all. So I was kind of like, well, what, um, you know, what what was so bad about what he said, you know? And mm-hmm. But you have to take it, say, okay, let me see. Why did she take offense? Like, that's to me, the the issue, like, okay, if somebody's offended and you've offended them, you don't always have to go into protection, but you can ask, okay, what did I do to, you know, Mm -hmm. why is this offensive? And you, and you can see that, you know, the WNBA has been trying so hard to get some sort of recognition. You know, they, they work for peanuts compared to what the NBA does and they work just as hard. And, you know, we have to like start really listening and saying, well, why, well, why, are, why is this how, this is how somebody feels. And I think that this is a good opportunity. Like, in, And he had the opportunity to do that with when smash came in and wanted to talk to him, but he mm-hmm. would not look at someone else's vantage point. And I think that that as a society, was what is really bringing us down. Like, why do people feel this way?
1: Uh, and that player's name, by the way, is Ariel Powers. Yes. So just throw that <laughs> yeah. one out there. But I think that's 100% true. And I do get it because if you're watching a basketball game, um, you're not going to call out the player's number. You're going to say his name. And so I totally, I do, you know, understand the put some respect on my name. Um, you know, it's interesting in in the show, they call each other by their numbers all the time. I which I, I always think is like too. so, so too interesting. But <laughs> Duo or way six or whatever, but um, but I think that that you know I get it, I totally get it, especially when you feel like you know we're not getting the respect we deserve. And I think that that's as you said with with NBA, WNBA players, they're incredible, and these women don't get the respect they deserve. So I do get it. And so I, you said it earlier, you said it so well. Uh, the show being called blinders, and this is really it does come down to that, and so many things like we have our blinders on. Um, a couple nice. other things happen in the show uh, that will have further implications. One, Jason Street comes back to school um, and he just doesn't feel like – he doesn't feel like he – It's I don't want to even say fits in because he even says it's not it, but he just doesn't feel like that's his place anymore. But he finds with Herc, who I finally remember his name, Steph Herc. Herc. So he's going to go to Austin to train for quad rugby. And if he makes it, he will be on the team, which is a really big deal to Jason. And it's really important to him. And when he tells Lila, she's not super supportive, um, but I think she's scared. And in some ways she has her Lila blinders on because I think she can kind of tell things here are changing. And right. the plans they had, even though it probably should have been clear before things were changing, but um, the plans they had are probably not going go to fr- come to fruition and – Jason is a different person now and he has different priorities and, you know, different and different thoughts. Um, So we'll see in the coming weeks um, how that happens and interesting things happen in Austin. So you guys will see all about that. Um, We have the powder puff game. So Julie and Tyra get caught cutting class. They cut PE and as punishment, they will be playing in the powder puff game Coached by Tim Regans and Matt Saracen, the one thing I will say, and you know I love this show so much, I was like, when do they have time to coach? they 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 no. school, they're practicing for this playoff game, and now they're Powderpuff coaches. Like what? Are, when? When do they have time to do this? I don't understand. I really wanted like a timeline of like when is practice and when is Powderpuff practice because this is not really making sense. But of course, uh, Tim of course picks Lila on his team. Matt picks. Tyra and picks Julie, but picks her third. And you'll remember from last episode, Julie and Matt are not in a good place because he lied to her about the rally girl calendar party. Um, so that does not go great. Uh, she ends up being the quarterback though. What I do love is when the game starts and Tim says anything other than a win is unacceptable. And Matt says, just remember, no matter what happens today, we're just (laughs) supposed to have fun. (laughs) <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> I, yeah. they do give a little you know comic relief among the seriousness sometimes,
0: yeah, i I loved Tyra in this episode because she's so ultra competitive and she's like,
1: no, mm-hmm. we are we are
0: winning. And it's like a different side of her because she's like, oh, I hate football, who cares, you know? And then she, when she, she's in, you know, she's like, no, you need to get a hold of this team. And she mm-hmm. she becomes pretty brutal out there. And obviously she has things on her mind too, but it gets all let out, you know, because uh, of course her mom and Buddy Garrity's situation, but, and she sort of takes that out on Lila. But it's interesting because, you know, it's just, there's just a lot of layers to her. So I just loved her in this episode.
1: Well, we really, in the last few episodes, we see her start to come into her own. Really from the episode when she kicks the mom's abusive boyfriend out of the house. Yeah. And really, like, says to her mom, you have to make a choice. And we see her start to really come into her own and we see where the character is going. I feel like at the beginning they didn't really know what they were going to do with Tyra. Yeah. Uh, and then they decided that they wanted to make her a – you know, a complicated character with depth and and make her a more interesting character and not just the pretty girl who dates Tim Riggins. Uh, but the issue with her mom and Buddy Garrity, so as you guys may remember, her mom got a job at Garrity Motors. So Tyra comes to pick her up and her mom says, oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot to tell you. We're going to be working late. And Buddy comes in with takeout and there's nothing in his demeanor that seems untoward But (laughs) it's very clear something is now going on between Buddy and Tyra's mom. Uh, And then at the Powder Puff game, they're both there and Buddy comes over and like, I mean, basically essentially like whispers sweet nothings into her ear. (laughs) Um, And so then Tyra just totally, yeah, takes it out on Lila. Uh, But that is a... That is a storyline that I will just preview for you guys. Is going to have some long-standing implications um, in both families and in this town. So uh, keep your eyes out for that. Uh, but they, Matt Saracen's team, ends up winning the powder Puff game. And actually, going back a little, there's kind of a sweet moment. Julie comes home from Powderpuff practice, and Coach Taylor says, "Like, just oh, so you know, that. there'll be." <laughs> it was so nice, and he says, "Just so you know, there'll be more." a punishment for you cutting class and just the powder puff game this is unacceptable, blah, blah, blah. And she gets emotional and says, okay. And he says, don't be flippant. And she says, I'm not. It's just been a really crappy day. Matt Saracen's been yelling at me all day about quarterback things. And he's like, wait, what? Matt, Matt <laughs> Saracen has you be quarterback? And so then they go out in the street and it's this really sweet father daughter moment of her playing quarterback and him teaching her. About quarterback and she and he gives her a play that ends up being the winning play and that's why they win the powder puff game but it's just this it's this really sweet moment um that I think coach Taylor maybe didn't think he was ever gonna have with Julie and it's just I love that it was a great it was a great scene uh of them you know playing football together and so uh, yeah it it was really it was really good
0: and he was on the sideline, you know, yelling at Landry, the ref. Oh, yeah, Landry's
1: the ref in the powder. And <laughs> he's, yeah, he's yelling. I love Landry, it. gives him a yellow flag. <laughs> <I know. Yeah. laughs>
0: so that was like awesome. And then I, and obviously when she does run her option, and Matt's
1: running on the side. <laughs> With them. I was like, wait, is the coach allowed to run down the field with the players? But they, I think they allow it in this one. But it was great.
0: It was just, it's just kind of like cute. I just loved it. And it's like, oh, these guys are funny. And so it just, it kind of warmed my heart and I was glad they won. So it was cute. Yeah. I loved this episode of good stuff. It was a lot to pack in, but it was, it was good. It was really good.
1: It was really good. And they do a good job of kind of, it's interesting. They do a good job. It's a really serious episode, but they're able to weave in this other storyline in a way that gives it a little bit of essentially a little, a little comic relief, I think for lack of a better term, but it also weaves in some really sweet and important moments because we do see Tyra upset because she can see what's going on with her mom. We see coach Taylor and Julie. I mean, it did a really, it did a really good job. So Next week we have episode 16 um, which I think might be called black eyes and Bruises but I might be wrong about that um, but I think actually before I let you guys go I'm gonna tell you what it's called because I don't want to get the name right wrong for you um, but while I do that do you want to do your who's hot who's not?
0: Yes, definitely. So, my who's hot is going to be Doris Burke. Um if you haven't been listening to her color commentary She is fantastic. I have no idea why she hasn't been doing this earlier and she just blows me away and she's just, she's so fun to listen to. And also she's just, she's just kicking ass, you know? So she's my who's hot. Doris Burke is my who's hot. Uh, My who's not hot is, you know, I really hated the refs for uh, kicking out Porzingis because, I okay. just thought that was ticky tack. And I, I feel like it's the playoffs. Like, mm-hmm. even though and and the thing is is he didn't even start the fight. Like he was sticking up for his teammate. And I get all that, like no fighting, and and but Morris was the one that was kind of baiting. And not the, he got T too. He got a technical. But losing, you know, Kristoffs, you know, in that game was significant. And so I, I felt like that was I I didn't like
1: it. That was not hot at all. That was not hot. I would agree. (laughs) That is not hot. Uh, I'm going to go my who's hot um, before, before because you can, in theory, listen to this before he plays tonight. I'm giving it to Dame. Dame is going to be my who's hot. um, Because at this point, I would say he is about as hot as they come. Even if, even if the sizzle goes out once they play the Lakers, he's going to be my who's hot. So Damian Lillard, you get that. And my who's not hot is going to be from Friday Night Lights, and it's going to be Mac McGill. And Mm. also, I think it's a general who's not hot. Ignorance is not hot. Blinders aren't hot. And an inability to take a look at yourself and understand if something you're doing is hurting someone else, if you can't do that, that's also not hot. So it's Mac McGill, but I'm making it a bigger one. MacMathiel he's the yeah. representation of, of anyone like that so we're gonna go with that the name of next week's episode is Black Eyes and Broken Hearts so that is next week we will have much more to discuss then Steph we'll talk to you next week and everybody don't forget to subscribe to Fangirl Playbook wherever you listen to podcasts and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network talk to you later guys bye bye Thank you.